All right, ladies, we are here and we are live. I want to thank you guys for coming on to another self-love conversation. It's December 22nd, you know, and, and we're going to talk about some real stuff. I have an amazing guest with us. I don't know if you uh, read her story on our blog. If you haven't, I want you to go ahead and check it out on imlovingme.net. Um, this is Anya Nicola. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. And Anya, uh, I'm just getting a little bit of feedback. So I how's that? Is you or me? That's it. Okay, I, I'm hearing this clear now. Okay. Okay. Cool. And so, um, yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about some self love. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, addiction. And one of the one of the things that I want you guys to take away from this is the power of resilience. You know, we've been talking about that for a while, right? And I, I want you to listen and understand and see an example of what resilience is. So Anya, thank you so much for being here. And no, thank you for, thank you for having me. Thank yes. you very much for having me. So, okay, so I wanna, I wanna just um, first just introduce yourself. Uh, let everybody know who you are, and then we, we're going to get into the meat of things. Okay. Uh, my name's Anya Nicola. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to finally answer my calling to write. I, I think that's where some of this came from. And um, I, it's, it, it was a lifelong dream for me. And um, you know, I have to give a credit to to someone that early in my life who told me that all I needed to do was write about it. Mm -hmm. If I ever get the chance to meet that person again, I'm going to let them know how helpful they were to me in my recovery, in my journey, my whole life, to be quite honest, because I remember him always saying that, mm -hmm. just write about it. Um, as we, I was mentioning to you earlier, you know, once upon a time, I thought I was a very unique person. I'm special, yeah. but... I'm not that special. And what I found with my own personal story is that other people were out there. Other people needed to hear. I needed to hear that there are other people out there like me um, and with a lot of different similarities and many different aspects. And it helps. It helped me. It's helping me heal. I'm nowhere near healed. Let me just put that out there, but it's helping right. me heal. Right. And, and this is why I have to continue to talk and I mean, I'm coming from a background where I was always told not to talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that. I know that background. And, yeah. and, that's, <laughs> and, and that's the reason why I wanted you to come, because when I read your story, uh, like we was talking about, I said it resonates with me so much because one of the things that you said in the beginning is you said, my dad was an abusive drunk, but he never placed a hand on me. My mom was his punching bag. She mm -hmm. ended up escaping him with nothing more than just me and her maiden name, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm reading the story and I'm saying to myself, I'm like, damn, you know, here's the cycle again, right? Where we have someone who, who has an addiction in the family and you think that, you know, when you're when you're younger and you're a kid that 
you know, that's something that you're not going to be, especially when you are exposed to all of these different things, right? No, I completely agree. Tell us your I mean, story. Tell us your I, story about how it happened agree. for you. I mean, growing up, there was always my two things. I remember growing up when I was a kid, when I was a kid, there was always, the liquor was always flowing. I mean, we, we have a thing. It's, it's almost like a, a calling in, in my family, you know, like, like it's something we, we, we brag about being able to drink and just drink and just drink. But even with the smoking, I remember as a kid, all of my dad, my uncles, smoked cigarettes and I hated it I hated it I'd, I'd yell at them I'd, I'd you know I'd, you'd be the kid just get out of here that, that stuff stinks mm -hmm. you know all that type of stuff and I still ended up becoming a smoker for over 30 years mm -hmm. and even I, I I since quit um I I just had my two-year anniversary actually um and stopping uh, not smoking cigarettes anymore but even now when I smell it it's like a, it's like a trigger like I hated that smell so right. I couldn't understand how the thing I hated the most as a child and even now as an adult was like such a crutch for me for so long. Mm -hmm. It's because there was, I was trying to fill a hole somewhere, but right. it took me over 40 years to figure out there was a hole I was trying to fill. Right. And that's what, and that's what I wanted to talk about because we know here at the I'm Loving Me Project, one, one of the things that we know and what we do is, is that the reason why we have the habits that we have, the reason why we do what we do is because there's something that we're not facing in our life, right? It's something that we're trying to mask. It's something that we're trying to hide. And what was that for you? What was the thing that took you down this path? Have you discovered that yet? Or is that something that you're still learning? Because even though we can kick the habit, we still feel like, you know, we don't know what to do with our lives. So what was it for you? Well, um, for me, like I told, uh, I'm an alcoholic. I'm a, I'm a recovering alcoholic. No, better. I'm a, I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic, mm -hmm. but I, I'm alcohol was my DOC drug of choice, but I was, you know, I was not a, a stranger to the art of substitution. So I consider myself a recovering addict. Um, when I started learning about myself more and, and, you know, later, and we'll talk about that later on, getting into mm -hmm. getting help for my alcoholism, I was able to recognize and look back as early as the age of three and realize, no, this was a manifestation of a lot of other problems that were going on, that were happening, that had occurred. Um, for example, as you mentioned, the opening of, of my, my piece is about the abuse that I witnessed as a child. I had no idea that was abuse. Right. I thought that was okay behavior. I thought, I thought, you know, if I did something wrong, I got spanked. So if my mom was getting hit, maybe mommy did something wrong. Mm -hmm. That's something I still haven't really forgiven myself for. I know it's not my fault, but that's something I'm still trying to process that that was how my early years were formed. I thought, I thought it was my thought. My dad was perfect. Um, I know now, no one, no one's perfect. But I didn't know what was happening in front of me was mm -hmm. wrong. Right. And it was acceptable back then. Um, my mom, who is my number one hero, she did get out of that situation, and 
I'm proud of her. I like, I could go on about that. I mean, she, she got away out of that situation 40 years ago. I, I liken her departure to um, Tina Turner in the What's Love. Oh, no, let me go. It's actually the Tina Turner story, but you know, the Angela Bassett portrayal of yeah. Tina Turner when um, she was in the courtroom. She's like, I don't want nothing but my name. That's right. my mama. That was my mom. She didn't take anything. She just took me and got out of there. Mm-hmm. And she never looked back. But um, she did meet somebody um, later on, a little later, you know, with us for a while, just me and her, she met somebody and he, he treated her like a queen. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he brought her gifts. He brought me gifts. Um, he was her queen. I was his princess. He took us to fancy places. He introduced us to a life that we knew nothing about. Um, and without getting into too much of the details, because I mean, I am still processing a lot of it myself, yeah, but I understand. He, he started to pay too much attention to me. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just led down a very slippery slope of a lot of bad things going forward as, as, as you know it, you, you read my story i mean we uh, i mean it is not is oh, not my apologies that is no that's okay it is it is something that is not uncommon right um you know most of us that's that's most of our stories right but i i what's interesting to me and what I wanted to know was like when you were when you were in your full-blown of your alcoholism what were some of the things that you saw when you looked at yourself when you looked at yourself in the mirror what did you see nothing I wanted to see I think that's probably the first thing I there was nothing I wanted to see and and, then to me, that's what made the alcoholism progress even further because then I, I I built up this illusion that it was like, you know, I didn't want to see that. I didn't want to face facts. So let me just drink myself into oblivion. Mm-hmm. And like I said, becoming a master in the art of substitution, if alcohol wasn't there, which is weird sometimes when you think about it, considering it is the legal, well, one of the most legal. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um DLCs available out there but yeah I I would substitute whatever I, I I hated myself and that's why when I heard about this project why it was so because that's where I am at in my life now mm-hmm. you know I'm surprisingly 945 days sober today congratulations um, which being that this is the 22nd of December is actually 20 31 months wow mm-hmm. I don't believe in coincidences this is I'm telling you this is happening full circle for a reason but um when I heard about the project I I knew I had to be involved because that's where I'm at in my life now seven days from today I'm going to be 43 years old Mm -hmm. I can honestly say I've only loved myself truly for two of those years Mm. I get that you know and like I said it it's addiction is something that um was in my family you know like I tell people all the time my mom died of AIDS she was an addict right and uh I was you I was the kid that you know um 
saw their mom, you know, be abused and all this stuff or whatever. And, and you think that you think that is normal where you just, you don't, you don't even think about it. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, you don't even think about it, right? Because it's 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 a daily part of the life. But one of the things that I noticed was, you know, on the outside looking in, because I was the kid, was that, you know, I would see like the sadness in my mom's eye. And I was only with her for two years. Mm -hmm. And I would always, you know, try to wonder what was going on there, right? When you was in your full-blown stage did you did you try to you know say you know what I'm gonna go ahead and get myself together and and I know the answer because I read the article (laughs) but what made you go back and say no I, I I can't do this or you know, um, basically go back and forth with yourself. Wow, that's, um, I would like to be able to give you a number, but I honestly don't know. I hit bottom numerous times. Um, I, I the, my last bottom happened on the eve of my brother's death. I almost joined him. Mm. On the eve of the anniversary of my brother's death, I almost joined him that night. And what it, I was, I was, um, I was, I was under the influence and driving drunk. I don't know what happened. But um, I ended up wrapping my car, a truck, an SUV around a pole. By the grace of God, I did not hurt anybody. I did not hurt myself. And I'm not even gonna say at that point, that was when I was like, okay, no, I need help. No, because even then I was just so into, I was so in, so deep into my alcoholism that even though the world was crashing around me, all I was worried about was where was my next drink coming from. Hmm. It wasn't until about two weeks after almost decapitating myself in that same car accident that in and out of blackouts, oh, because at this point my alcoholism had progressed so far that I was losing chunks of time. And I remember in and out between blackouts, seeing my mother crying. You heard me say at the beginning of this, my mother's my hero. That's right. One of the reasons why she's my hero is because she's the strongest person I know. She has buried two children. She's been through hell and back. And when I became older myself and started asking certain questions, I found out that her history, her past as a child, was not too different from my own. I never seen her shed a tear. 
I don't know how I did it. Actually, no, I know how I did it because I ended up asking God for help. And my higher power brought me to where I needed to be. But that, and, and oh, I should also add, things were so bad to a point that my mom threatened to just be done with me. Mm-hmm. And to anyone who knows me personally, knows that for my mom to say that, things got really bad. Anybody that knows the love of a mother knows that, no, things had to have been bad for her to even think that way. But that was my wake up call. Even though I was still drinking, even though I, I, I didn't intend to actually quit. I just thought I needed a break. Yeah, I remember I thought I needed a vacation from drinking just to get things back in order and then I could drink again. But I made a call to a medically supervised detox center. They, um, I remember them calling me back and telling me they found a bed for me. And that was pretty much it. I remember going into another blackout, ending up into the detox. And then from there, that was when my recovery, that was May 22nd, 2018. Mm-hmm. And from that day forward, that's my dry date. That's my, the day my life. Look yeah. at you now. See that? <laughs> See, that's the beauty. I can't stop smiling. I can't that's stop right. smiling. That's I right. Mean, I think this is where again, going back to why this project is so important to me, because my life is nowhere near perfect. Nope. Um, it's all about progress, not per- not perfection. But I am grateful for where I am now, as opposed to where I was 945 days ago. I can actually manage life now, where before I didn't feel it was manageable, which is why I wanted to escape it. And I tell anybody that, listen, it was, it's, a, it's a term I... I actually learned when um, I graduated from rehab <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's become my mantra. Recovery is freedom. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the fact that I got sober. And, and, and recovery for me is a lot more than just my addiction, mind you, but because I know I've seen the miracle, I mean, I am a miracle. I've seen the miracle it kind of opens up endless possibilities for me to heal in other ways too. And that's where I am now. Anya, I'm so proud of you. And I I thank you for, you know, I just thank you for being here. And I thank you for being bold enough to share your story because I know, you know, even though we, we say, you know, that it's okay, it's very hard to continue to you know, tell it and tell it, but I promise you, the more you tell it, I mean, you just don't know how many people you might help and how many people, you know, who's listening, who it might be their last drink tonight because they're listening to your story. You know what I'm saying? It, Mm -hmm. it might be a wake up call for them. It might be, um, uh, a mom who's listening or that person who's listening that says, you know what? I I have to be able to, you know, take this and really see that this lady is really telling her side of the story. So I thank you for that. And to know that you went through all of that and you are still here, you need to celebrate that, right? You need to celebrate (laughs) that. And and, and I tell you this, 
I tell you this because a lot of people tell me that because I, I also uh, work at a recovery center. And one of the things that they say is now that down that you're managing your recovery, you have to be able to deal with your feelings. Right. And that's the <laughs> you have to be able to deal with your feelings because now you feel and everything you you was doing oh. that bit to numb all of that. And so yeah. now that you got to deal with your feelings, now you got to go through this whole other journey to figure out who you are, what you want to do, and what it is that you're going to contribute, right? And you know what? It's, it sounds scary, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it because it is scary. <laughs> but the healing process, mm, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't walk away from that for nothing. Absolutely not. For nothing. I, it, it's... I tell people, like I, 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 I have my 12-step program, but I also go to therapy now. Mm-hmm. And it was, again, going back to recovery being my freedom, if it wasn't for the 12-step fellowship that I was in or the, the rehab facility, I wouldn't have made that leap to like, okay, you know what, maybe it's time I have a talk with some people yeah. about some things. And it just, it's, a, it's an ongoing journey. You know, we always say when you when you hit rock bottom, that's where God is. And it's only you and God at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the only the only way you can go is up. So if you think about it right now, while you're dealing with your feelings, you're dealing with your feelings and writing. Right. You you figuring out uh, what you like to do and you're and you're and you and you're walking in that direction to allow yourself to see what is good for you. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. And that's okay. You know, and you celebrate that too. You know, I, I'll tell anyone who listen, I celebrate it all. The good, the bad, even the ugly. Yeah. It's what brought me here today. I I wouldn't be here today without any of it. And I mean, I think one of the key things I, I, I don't really get to tell people is that I'm not excusing anything that was ever done to me. I'm not justifying any, no. I had to let certain resentments go because I was a very angry person. I was angry. I was mad. I was mad at my mom for years. I was mad at my dad for years. I was mad at my older brother. I was mad at water for being wet. I was just mad. And and that also took me into some very dark places. I had to learn to let that go. Not justify, but just let it go. And that also improved the healing process as well. So tell us about this blog now that you have and, and all the <laughs> things you're doing. Let, let's talk about the let's talk about what we what we doing now to inspire other people. Tell us about the blog. Wow. Okay. So um, as I said, I found that in talking and in telling my story, not just in regards to the addiction, but um, you know, the child abuse issues the 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 overeating just by being me which is something that I had to fight or felt that I wasn't allowed to do for so long now that I am me I'm again like I said I'm not putting myself down I found out that I'm not as unique as I thought I was I'm meeting cool people in the world that get me relate to me and I relate to them and now it's like what I thought I missed out on growing up, 
I have it now times a thousand. And so um, my blog for me is just basically telling what my life is like. Now, I want to get across to people that, you know what, there is life after trauma. There is life after a mental health diagnosis. There is life after, it, it, it could be anything. As long as you're still breathing, there's life. And my motto now for the next, however long my higher power decides to keep me here, because I know he kept me here for, my higher power has me here because I have a purpose. I don't know what the purpose is, but I'm gonna do my best to try to fulfill it while my higher power still has me here. And keeping that in mind, I'm living my best life right now. Like I, I said, you what your purpose me. is. You want to hear what your purpose is? Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna tell you what your purpose is. Your purpose is is to use your story to help heal other people because that's how you're going to heal. Use the power of your story to tell people what you've been through and be transparent and be honest because that's where the real healing comes in. So mm. when you're in therapy and you're doing all those things, it's good to listen and it's good to talk, but your mm. real healing is gonna come when that person who's waiting on you right now, who's deciding if they should go into treatment or not, and they are on the fence, and they're saying, I just need to make one phone call or maybe I should go for a while, just like you. Mm -hmm. And you walk in and you say, you know what? Homegirl, man, I've been exactly where you are. I'm gonna tell you my story. You can listen or not, but I guarantee you that if I could do it, so can you. And that's the whole purpose, right? Because we don't go through things. We don't go through things to just sit back and do nothing. You went through all of that because there's somebody waiting on you to show them how to come through. Show them Thank what you. the breaking point is. I right? needed that validation. Thank you. It is. It I, is. Mean, I mean, as I, as I mentioned before, you know, I, I've, I've received a lot of negative feedback about being so open. Um, I normally, joke it off with something sarcastically along the lines those people, of hey, those people don't th those people are not the people you should be talking to I've learned that lesson I've yes. learned that lesson very well That's right. and and that kind of helps me now in the sense of knowing who to include in my circle because if the response I'm getting is somewhere along the lines of oh no 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 you shouldn't be you then it's like no 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 I shouldn't be around you that's how there I look go. at it Mm -hmm. So I kind of like that they're showing themselves now. That, that, that really helps. Oh, yeah. But um, I remember growing up as a child, I was hearing that saying, what happens in the darkness shall come to light. And in almost every aspect, every time I see a scenario like that, it always, it just, I need to live a life of being honest, open, and willing. And if I'm going to be expected to keep certain things, to even, even things about myself personally, because I mean, I was not an angel during active alcoholism, Right. Um, then I have to let those things be free. Absolutely. Once I start keeping secrets, once I start being secretive or hiding things, then that it will allow me to slip back into the slippery hole of addiction. So this is why I have to live a life of transparency now 
So not not just for the world to believe that, oh yeah, she's she's okay, she's clean, but no, for myself because I have to hold myself accountable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And again, like I said, I'm so proud of you, and I thank you for coming and tell your story. Now, let us know the website so we can follow you and any social media you have. Wow. Okay. So I have a blog that I'm writing on, which is www.anyanicola.com. Mm -hmm. And you can find me on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as Anya Nicola Blogger. It just makes it easier to find me. Okay. Well, Anya, thank <laughs> and you. And again, so again, Gloria, I, I just want to say thank you. Like, thank you for this platform. Um, we never I never knew this would be a possibility. Mm -hmm. And we need more we need more opportunities like this so people can get the help they need so thank you very much for giving me this platform oh absolutely and you know what it was you know me uh getting to duis that i had to start this platform it was me hitting somebody from the back you know and going to jail and doing all that stuff that was my wake-up call right? So wow. like I said, like I said, we all share the same thing. You know what I'm saying? We Thank all you. share the same thing, right? Because, because I was sad and because I wasn't uh, sure about myself and I was fearful and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't know that when you in it, but when you come out of it and you actually see why you went through what you went through, you have to be able to share the love and be transparent. That's why I started this platform because of people like you and me and everyone who's listening. We need to be able to be a voice, right? You give it to celebrities and you give it to all these other people, but I can't relate to a celebrity. You at home chilling in your house, right? I need somebody <laughs> that I can talk to. This is true. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know what, that is exact. I remember even when I was in treatment, um, we had several addictions counselors there and I, there was only like two that I really connected with. And it wasn't until the end of my stay, I found out why they were recovering addicts just like me. And one of them even signed, <laughs> even signed my um, big book, like almost like a yearbook, right? When I was leaving, it was like, don't give up before the miracle happens. And he wow. put his, um, his clean date. So every time I go to open my big book, just for a little inspiration, that's there. Don't give up before the miracle happens. And that's why I was able to relate to him and the other employee. Because real recognizes real. That's what I tell anyone. <laughs> real recognizes real. Absolutely. Anya, thank you so much for being here. Thank you again uh, for having me. Oh, yeah. We'll have you back again. Okay. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> But I thank you and you have a good night. All right. All right. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.